Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to our new Green Kitchen series. I'm Janine, Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each week I'll be catching up with the Olive Cookery team to explore how we can be a bit kinder in the kitchen. From creating reduced waste recipes, to choosing more sustainable meat, fish and veg, and solutions for using less plastic and packaging, as well as loads of practical cooking tips and advice to help you on your journey. I'm here again with Deputy Food Editor Adam Bush. Hi Adam. Hi Janine. And this episode we're going to talk all about conscious cooking. So we'll be covering reduced waste recipes, clever ways to use leftovers, and meat reducing recipes. So first of all, um, we're talking about reduced waste because I know there's a lot, lots of chefs. First of all, we're talking about reduced waste recipes because I know zero waste is a big buzzword, but actually zero waste is quite hard to commit to, isn't it? Yeah, it's like nigh on impossible, really. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of chefs embracing zero waste and doing it really well, but they they have got a lot more control over their kitchen, what comes in and out and a brigade of people to, to make it happen. So so we're going to aim for reduced waste. Yeah, yeah. What sort of things are chefs doing? Um, well, people like Tom Hunt, D- Douglas McMaster are basically uh, doing things like um, eating the whole vegetable. So maybe mm. using parts of the vegetable or plant, you know, that you might not see. It might be um, carrot tops, which we're going to talk about later. So carrot tops have, uh, carrots obviously grow as a root vegetable, but mm. out at the top of the plant is this beautiful thin stalk, sort of like herby, leafy which top. Which you rarely see unless you're no. in a farmer's market or, yeah. you know, in a good veg shop. Um, and... Yeah, basically, I think they, they a lot of fermenting. So any vegetables, they'll get they'll get a glut of of vegetables. So like they'll have a, like a local farmer, or these chefs will have like a good farmer produce, and they won't be able to use all of it on their menu. So they'll think of clever ways to preserve it, or you know, prolong the life and deliciousness of of, of that veg. So basically, if you're going down that zero waste journey, you're thinking of the, the the way that you you've got the product, whether it's meat, whether it's fish, whether it's veg. And, and how that, like, some of it will go into the cooking that night. Some of it will go off to be fermented for something. Some of it will go off to get pickled or mm-hmm. made into a jam. Mm-hmm. And then they manage to, like, weave all that back into the menu. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, it's a brilliant way of cooking. If yeah. you can, probably quite labor-intensive, I yes. imagine. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's talk about recipes where you're using every part of, whether it's the veg or poultry or meat or um, fish. Mm-hmm. Um, you've done loads of work on this in the past. In fact, I think we did a whole feature once in Olive Magazine, didn't we? Yeah. About using, what what sort of things did you come up with? Um, yeah, so basically I looked into um, basically like the nation's eating habits to try and do something with it and looked at things that we waste um, a lot. And um, weirdly, like 
chicken is actually one of the things that we waste a lot of, whether it's the carcass that, you know, after a roast chicken that we just don't have time to make stock or um, that bit of chicken that actually once opened is actually quite perishable and, and goes off quicker than we think. Um, so I decided to do a whole chicken ramen okay. to celebrate the whole chicken, <laughs> um, which, I mean, I would say is one of the best things that I've done. Like it, it, it takes, it's a bit labor intensive, but it is really good. So you, um, God, you make stock from the body, like the body, the carcass of the chicken. Um, you poach the breast, you make crispy chicken skin shards, mm. um, there's crispy wings, and then you braise the, yeah, you roast the leg meat and then fry that with miso and stuff. Um, so basically it's like a whole wow. meal from the chicken. And you did manage to use every single bit of it? Every bit. Yeah. And even, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, and it's seriously delicious yeah. as well. I, I mean, say. it sounds like, you know, a weekend project, but it mm. sounds like an achievable one as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah definitely achievable and um, probably slightly easier would yeah. be um, I did like a sort of roasted carrot salad um, with like uh, and I made uh, a carrot top yogurt. So as we were talking about just before, I got the carrot tops, which are like kind of herby and a vegetal mm. and uh, whisked that into yogurt with some lemon juice and stuff and just made it like really zingy and herby um, for like the sort of heavily spiced carrots to sit on top mm. of, which was and I think Good. people get a bit hung up on like peel and veg, don't they? But actually, you know, we, we've talked to Carrie Torrens, our nutritionist, mm. and she said most of the nu nutrients in a vegetable are just under the skin. Mm. So if you get rid of the skin, you get rid of a lot of nutrients. So mm. actually, you know, look at the veg and think, can I just give it a little rub? Can I just yeah, give yeah. it a little wash and it'll be fine? And things like carrots seem to have more flavor when you leave the skin on as well. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of that, we've just, um, I know we're talking about Christmas, but in Olive, we're in Christmas land pretty much. Yeah. We're just coming out of it really. Um, but in the Christmas issue, um, we've done some skin on roasties. Oh, nice. Um, because again, they like, they get super crunchy as well, you know. There's like, an, an, they almost get even crunchier than the potato themselves. And completely fully nutritious and something that may go to waste yeah, otherwise skin on chips are really delicious yeah. aren't they so yeah. i've had like roasted new potatoes but i don't think i've had skin on roasted so you, you're You'll recommending to, it yeah I'm, I'm i'm an advocate um but should you want to peel said vegetables <laughs> we have a recipe for you that was a nice segue um we i wrote a recipe for like crispy veg peelings with a curry salt um oh, a few christmases ago um yeah like really easy you toss them in oil and you bake them in the oven till they're like super crisp yeah and like honestly so easy and delicious so you can do any any root veg for that at all what kind of what did you do like carrot parsnip yep carrots parsnips potato yeah, those those are the. So then you got your. Yeah. <laughs> you could do artichokes if yeah. you want. You know. Then you you've could... got your you've got your veg meal, and mm -hmm. you've got your pre you've got your snack, you've got your snack for your drinks afterwards. How you'd feel absolutely full of yourself, wouldn't you, if you'd done that? I love that. That's really good. I think as well, we all of those recipes are available on the website. Mm -hmm. um, as we said, we're kind of this um, this is coming out mid November and. Our Christmas issue will be on shelf then where there's there's lots of ideas in there for it's it's actually our green issue which ties in quite nicely with this um, yeah yeah with this podcast where we've tried really hard to think about you know it's Christmas and this Christmas more than ever we don't want to be wasting loads of stuff so mm -hmm. you you spent quite a lot of time thinking about different ways of cooking didn't you and mm. different kind of like methods and how not to waste stuff and I think you did quite a good meal calculator is that right yeah yeah um because I think uh that's, I mean, for for Christmas Christmas cooking, it's quite stressful for people, and the shopping is very is very uh, stressful for people because 
you know, it's, it's actually, it's quite, it's more difficult than you think to actually calculate exactly how much food you want and to include a little bit of leftovers and not too much leftovers. Mm. Um, yeah. So I put together a, like a, a, as, as detailed a meal calculator as, as possible. So that it's really simple for you to basically know that you need 400 grams of uncooked vegetables right. per person. You know, you can, if you want to do carrots, parsnips or whatever you're doing, it's just a really good holder to have, you know, 250 mils of gravy per person, how much turkey, um, just so that you have enough, but not too much. Yeah. That wouldn't be enough gravy for my sister. <laughs> no, I, I think I would need at least a pint and that's just in a glass next to my roast dinner. <laughs> but yeah, I love that idea. And also, as you say, people panic, um, about how much they need and, and always ends up, they always end up overbuying yeah. because, because the last thing you want is someone, you know, pushing a solitary roasty around the yeah. plate. Splitting into six. <laughs> we'll <laughs> all have a little bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> so to take that pressure away and to say, actually, you'll be covered with this and there'll be a little bit for leftover, yeah. you know, hash the next day or bubbling. What's it you do? Bubbling bubble squeak. And squeak. Yeah. Bubble, yeah. Boxing day bubbling squeak. Yeah. Um, let's move on to leftovers then because it can sometimes leftovers can sometimes sound a little bit sad mm. you know that kind of a little bit of leftover curry or whatever or a little bit of leftover pie or, i mean you've spent a lot of time we've got a dedicated leftovers page in olive you spent a lot of time thinking about leftovers don't you adam <laughs> i do because i mean even in our uh food testing and writing world we end up with quite a bit of leftovers yeah. and being inventive is like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of one of the best bits of my job sometimes, mm. you know, it's like I've made a recipe, but then I'm like, okay, I've got sort of all this random stuff that um, I have to make for dinner. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's proper creative cooking without yeah. really any boundaries, which I, I enjoy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, if you do have leftover veg, there's like some really easy wins that I know that you, you're a big fan of. Mm. Stick around for more tips, tricks and advice from Adam. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of a frittata. <laughs> yeah, you can put anything in a frittata. You can, put, you can literally put anything in a frittata. And if you've got some cheese in the fridge as well, then yeah. you're, you're completely... Also, I don't know what it is about um, frittatas, but they just seem to make everything taste better as mm. well. Mm -hmm. Especially if you've got cheese now, you could put spices in there or mm -hmm. any little herbs and stuff. Yeah. But even if you were like really stuck and you had nothing, you can make a pea frittata with some caramelized onions and it's absolutely delicious yeah and that costs you nothing yeah so, yeah. so i love that mm -hmm. and the other thing i think that you quite like as well as kind of fritters yeah yeah basically if you you know either thinly slice or like shred or grate most vegetables and then you know make a real simple sort of you know crack an egg in and a little bit of flour to make a little mm. batter um you can basically pan fry you know prime fry in like little fritters and most nearly all vegetables because you've grated it or really thinly sliced it chopped yeah. it um it'll cook in the time just in that heat of the pan um and they're like super delicious and again you can get your spices in there you can get like you know you can turn the flavor notches up with cumin seeds mm. or paprika or you know all those things and yeah, just really good way to use up stuff. Yeah, and if you think about stuff like, you know, um, onion bhajis or yeah. pakoras, that, that's a fantastic way of using that, like, root veg. So even things like your your peelings, you, mm -hmm. could, you could just cut them up, put them in a, you know, chickpea flour batter, which is traditionally what you use for a pakora, put your spices in and then deep fry them, and then you've got, you know, they've got a second life. I yeah. love that idea of yeah, yeah. Know, keeping going with it. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about some specific recipes then. Tell me some of the star star dishes that you've made with um leftovers four leftovers um the roast potato focaccia that's a good one double is, carb is 
superb. Um, I think that was Anna Glover who came yeah, up with that. I think it was Anna. Only Anna Glover would double carb like that. Um, and yeah, you're combining two excellent things to make an even more excellent thing. Mm. You know, focaccia is wonderful. Roast potatoes is wonderful. Put them together. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, we've got porridge cookies nice. because I don't think, you know, I, I, I don't really know anyone who doesn't make too much porridge by accident it's it's such, such a hard thing to judge it's really difficult to judge I, yeah. I actually got my scales out the other day because i was like i'm gonna see what 40 grams of porridge is and yeah, it, yeah. it's a lot less than i would normally use because yes. i'm just like a tip it in the pan yes yeah, i'm a buy eye person <laughs> even though i write recipes for people to follow i'm definitely an, a, a buy eye person yeah. um yeah i just thought that was a really clever because obviously classic oat cookies mm. you know where you'd usually just put oatmeal in them um, but now you're using up your porridge um, in a really clever way um, and really delicious. Yeah, we couldn't have you on without talking about sourdough because that yeah. is your your baby. It's, it's your obsession. Go-to. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and we've got some um, some sourdough discard pancakes. Mm. Um, for anyone who makes sourdough or doesn't know about it, like feeding your starter mm. is like one of the key parts. But often it means um, discarding or taking away some of your starter because you let it grow. And then to sort of re-establish the culture, you need to sort of take some of it away to then right. add more flour. Otherwise, you'd end up with this thing that would exponentially grow. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the magic porridge pot. Exactly. Do yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got this stuff that you would normally have to just chuck in the bin. Yeah, because if you're not, that that stuff that you would take away is what you'd usually bake with. Right. So that would go into your bread. But if you're not baking, then yeah. you, it needs to kind of go somewhere so you can feed it again. Oh, um yeah, and I think um, in things like pancakes, they're just so wonderful because it's, it's, I mean, it's basically batter anyway. Um, and then added, you know, adding to like a pancake batter, it's just really light and fluffy. Mm. And you kind of get a little bit of, might get a bit of the sourdough tang as well, which, you know, works really well with sweet yeah. pancakes. You've got another brilliant pancake recipe as well um, online, which is the banana bread pancakes. And I think we've said before, one of the biggest things in the UK that's wasted mm. is bananas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people don't like them once they get any sort of black marks on them. Mm. I think I've, I've, I've kind of got over my fear of it. I force myself to eat them now, probably because I also have a freezer full of frozen bananas. Because they're <laughs> if if you do, that's a really good tip actually. Is that I have a Tupperware, mm. um, and in the freezer, and um, yeah, I put my like any sort of you know really bad bananas because I'm a big yeah. banana eater. Yeah. So there's a few that go over. Um, yeah, I freeze them until I need them, and then just defrost them the night before. And then when I make when I make my either my pancakes or my yeah or the and what's nice about banana bread pancakes is you get the flavors of banana bread, but you don't have to go with all the faff of getting your loaf tin out and you know putting the oven on yeah. and making banana. I love making banana bread though. Yeah. But um, but yeah, see, so it, it's kind of like instant banana bread. Yeah. Fills the house with the same smell, mm, but without gorgeous. all the effort. And then I love this one, the very lovingly named sprout kraut because yes. i know you're a big fan of the brussels sprout i am a big i i i i think they should be eaten all year round or m- more seasonally they're in season you know they're a brassica so but you get massive bags of them don't you yeah yeah and often too many too many for con- for normal consumption <laughs> so this was sort of a thing that i came up with to um yeah use up those fresh sprouts that you might have in a half bag in the fridge yeah um because obviously sauerkraut is made with cabbage traditionally mm. and a brussels sprout is just a really teeny tiny cabbage yeah. if you think about it in a certain <laughs> yeah, yeah. way so um 
and yeah, just basically shred shred your your sprouts and put them with some salt, mash the salt in with like the caraway seeds and black pepper, um, and then you know the wonders of fermentation a couple of days at room temperature, mm. um, depending on how hot your house or kitchen yeah. is, um, and they've developed that sort of you know sort of sour kraut. And then do you keep them in the fridge? Yes, after that? then yeah, because yeah, cold temperatures will stop all that. Um, fermentation. Finally, I want to talk about reduced meat recipes because we are being told that reducing our meat consumption is an important way to improve sustainability. Mm -hmm. um, some people are reluctant to give up that meat in their diet completely, but reduced meat recipes is a good way to, to cope with it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think... Um, it's, I think it's just if, if that's something you want to do and be more saying it's just basically like redefining your relationship with it. I think mm. I think now more than ever we're moving away from a sort of meat and two veg, two veg. Um, system, not system, but you know way of thinking. And like maybe it's a real for me a real simple way is just to it's just to think of it in a different way. So yeah. I know we were talking earlier about how to like use like little bits of meat to really boost flavor and mm. things. Um, so like you know, crispy bacon, frying chorizo. It's just like those little bits of meat to really boost boost the flavour. Yeah, because also like, you, I think you miss that kind of salty umaminess of bacon. I think bacon's one of the biggest things that people miss when yeah. they give them meat. So, so crispy bacon on top of a lovely potato salad mm. or, you know, crispy chorizo on top of a like pumpkin soup, for example. Mm. It kind of gives you like a, the little hit that you might need, but you're not adding a ton to it. Also, things like bacon and chorizo have got really long life. Yeah. You can have a chunk of chorizo in your fridge. Well, I do. Yeah. Not according to the packet, but it's, I think it's fine that it's cured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is cured. It's fine. You can have it in for a couple of months and just, you know. Snip off. Snip off what would you need. Never last, fry it, would never last. Would never last that long in my really? house. Yeah, but. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and then what about things like um, sauces and curries and stews? Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's like loads of things you can do now. There's like um, recipes for like half and half meatballs or sort of things, you know, mm -hmm. where you basically can um, pack your meatballs with like mushroom or like green mushrooms and carrots and things like that. And you can, I think there you can buy them in the shops now um, more readily. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it could be as simple as swapping the meat in a bag bowl for lentils, yeah. you know, and those like easy things to do. And if you're looking at, you know, the curries, I mean, and dals, you know, there's so many things that uber delicious mm. from cultures around the world who aren't reliant on in mm. meat and so i think there's there's lots of options there i think in all of those things as well even if you you know you live with someone or you've got a family who just doesn't want to give up all the meat like you said you don't have to do like for like substitute the meat with all lentils you can again do half and half yeah just bump it up like yeah, bump yeah. up the veg put more grated carrot in add more mushrooms to your spag bowl i mm -hmm. do that all the time now i, I basically I'll get like a pack of mints. Mm -hmm. I'll get an equal amount of mushrooms and then carrots. And then I literally like the, the sauce has got all of that extra veg in. Yeah. And what it actually means is a, a sauce that would normally feed four people then feeds eight people. Mm -hmm. So we get like four meals out of it yeah. for the two of us. So you're again, saving money. Yeah. Um, and then things like stews, you know, rather than just having like a meat stew, adding loads of extra veg to it, or even having, you know, beans, mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing. It's 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 like it's a really healthy way to eat as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Because you're getting all of those extra nutrients. Yeah. So I think it, again, it's a, it's a really good win. Mm -hmm. um, what about getting those meaty umami flavors when you're not using meat? Um, things like marmite. Yeah. A real simple 
umami bombs, you know, like just putting like say in, in your if you're talking about a lentil, you know, or your bolognese, like a little teaspoon of, of, mm. of marmite in there will add so much depth and meatiness um, that you might well be missing. Yeah. Um, but you could think like, you know, dried puccini mushrooms nice, have yeah. like real depth um, and miso. Because they're, you know, it's, it's it's basically like pure umami. Yeah, miso is like the wonder ingredient, isn't it? We mm. we just recently did a vegan um, a podcast series, and a lot of the people I talked to like name checked miso for for just bringing that like super umami yeah. to, to to recipes when you need it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about other recipes? What else have you got? Um, we talked about talking about like, like mapo tofu. Yeah. So it's basically like. Uh, tofu i don't know why that wasn't in my head tofu you know a silken tofu on top but in the sauce it's actually like a really small amount of ground pork mm. um but it goes so far yeah. in the dish it's, and uh, and it, i think those things like those those things are like really clever in their use yeah. of meat yeah i think as well i i often do like big taco spreads so there'll be a kind of you know might be like a sort of spicy pork or a, a chicken element to it but then you've got so much other stuff like you know your beans or your guacamole mm -hmm. or your shredded cabbage mm -hmm. and then your tacos and and roasted veg and it you can literally pile them up and it make everything go so much further yeah. as well so you know you're saving money you're being a bit more sustainable but everyone feels like they're still they're not missing out and i think that's a big thing really is just to keep everybody happy and yeah you know, definitely yeah. and like i think in the in the variety thing of things that you'll probably end up eating is much higher so like you know you'll end up getting more of your fire five a day because you're reducing your meat like yeah it's just you start to think of it as like you know just a little part of of what you're eating mm. rather than like you said the main event the big like the, the meat and two veg i think that's yeah. a really it's a really interesting it's a really exciting way to eat and mm. um and obviously it's the way forward for sustainability as well mm -hmm. that's brilliant adam thanks for that like loads of um tips there and as always you can get all of this um the recipes that adam talked about online at olivemagazine.com but thanks again for coming to chat no to worries adam. at all that was the olive magazine podcast for more information on things in this episode or to listen to our back catalogue of over 200 episodes head to olivemagazine.com 